Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amatine Podcast. Um, this could be episode 56, it could be episode 58. We've had a few recorded that I haven't got around to actually editing yet because I've been very, very busy doing other things. Um, so welcome to Amatine Podcast, episode 50-something. Um, here <laughs> with uh, the regular guests of the show, we have uh, Casimir the Swede. Yeah. Are we are we guests or are we hosts? That's the question. I think you're I think you're hosts these days, right? Yeah, it's been pretty regular, I'd say. Oh man, the feels. Yeah, exactly. Feels good. I think I think you can be I think you can definitely class yourselves as uh, hosts. And uh and of course uh, I've, I'm here with Sassial, the Sasquatch himself. What's up? So today we're Sasquatch, love it. <laughs> Today we're gonna go through some lists. Uh, we got asked by uh, Luke Tranter, who is running Autumn Assault 2020, so a UK ranked tournament, um, to do some list reviews. So we're probably not gonna go through all the lists, but we've picked out a few select lists that we're gonna talk about, and um, we're also gonna give Sassial some list building advice by going through all the Warriors of the Dark Gods lists. So that's what you can look forward to on this show. Oh, it's going to be so awesome. <laughs> and uh, I think first that we should explain the format of Autumn Assault. So I don't know if, Casimir, you know yeah, please. the gig. So I I, well, I, w- I did first, but then I looked at the list and I kind of figured it out on my own. So let me guess. Uh, <laughs> so it's a 4,500 point uh, list event, but you are allowed to bring two lists. But 3,500 points of those two lists need to be the same. So essentially, you can switch out 1,000. Yeah, correct. So yeah, that's that's the whole idea, is that you so, have so two, two detachments of 1,000 points that you're allowed to play with. And before the game starts, um, you roll a dice, and the person who who wins chooses their detachment first. And then you choose your detachment oh. after they've decided. So I actually wouldn't it be even like more interesting if it was a blind uh, like choice, I guess. That's what but I that thought. maybe that's difficult. that's what maybe. I thought, but maybe uh, maybe it's difficult to do on UB. But yeah, that's that's basically the format. So what we're going to do, we're going to go through some of the most interesting lists that we found um, from each faction, and talk about each of the two detachments that they've chosen, and maybe. Think about like why they've chosen these or or whatever we can kind of come up with. So without further ado, yep. let's go to the lists. So what was the first one, Casimir, that you wanted to talk yeah. about? So I think we should start off right at the top with uh, Kevin Stonebanks, who's uh, running Beast Herds. Yeah. Axel Vicious himself. So Exactly. And I think uh, this is... Uh, it's kind of a variation or two variations of uh, the list he's been running recently. If you've been listening to uh, Paired Weapons podcasts, where he has like a shit ton of Minotaurs. Yeah. So what what's in what's in the the base the base list? Let's say. 
Yeah, so he has a Minotaur Warlord with uh, Agor's Affliction, paired weapons with Blessed Inscriptions and Crown of Horns. That's pretty So that's the guy who hits standard. back, right? Yeah. No. Uh, okay. This uh, is, this is, Agor's Affliction is Res 6 and 4 plus Fortitude. Oh, okay. And the paired weapons, Blessed Inscriptions is the, is the weapon. Real to, Real to yeah. Wound and Divine Attacks. Yeah, and then he has a Minotaur Chieftain, who's a Greater Totem Bearer, a Bounce Bearer, Heavy Armor Death Cheater, and a Great Weapon. So another 4 plus Fortitude. Yeah. So for Core, he has free, a unit of free Raiding Chariots, a 24 unit of uh, Wildhorn with Shields, uh, Totem Bearer, and Gnarlhide. Uh, so let's see, Gnarlhide, is, uh, is that a, a, like a Bounce spell, I guess? Uh, Nardhide Totem, yeah, it's a bounce spell that gives uh, yep. dis distracting and plus one armor. Okay, so it's definitely a tanking unit. Uh, then he has a smaller 18 unit of Wildhorn or herd with uh, pair of weapons and throwing weapons and ambush. Uh, then uh, six Minotaurs with banner speed and uh, Blackwing Totem, shields, uh, another or Racer Tusk Chariots, two units of ambushing long herds with halberds. A unit of gargoyles and a racer's tusk herd, a single one. Okay. So that's the base, and the, the like. The first variation, he has a soothsayer wisdom master on shamanism, with uh, essence of mithril, ancestral carvings, and seeds of the dark forest on a lucky charm. So I guess a two plus save and the uh, ancestral carvings is that the thing that makes him better at uh, close combat, or yeah, it gives him um, some extra attacks and some extra strength and distracting. Yeah. Uh, then he has another unit of five gargoyles and two raiding chariots. Okay. So for the uh, the other variation, he instead has a soothsayer on a chariot, who's just an adept on evocation with magical her heirloom. And then he has two jabberwocks. And I thought that was quite uh, interesting uh, of a difference. Yeah, well, I think this one is, is, uh, is obviously aiming to be like the discipline counter list, right? Because uh, yeah. with with using Whispers of the Veil combined with the uh, Jabberwocks is quite an interesting strategy. Yeah, and I, I mean, it definitely only works against certain armies, right? Yeah. So it's a good idea in this kind of event to to switch it up. Yeah, so if you if you come up against an army where it doesn't work against, then you can choose the other list. Yeah. I think that's the yeah, idea, that right? Yeah, like a little bit more standard, I would say. Yeah. Uh, a bit more chaff, some more chariots... Shamanism, magic. Yeah. So I think I think that's quite an interesting that he's he's clearly has like a, a different strategy in mind for when he's playing against a certain list. Yeah, I, I think the best uh, I I would say like the best way to do these kind of events is to have two like lists that play in two different ways or at least are good against different lists because. I mean, if you have two lists that act the same, then you become a victim to people who can uh, kind of pair against you with their lists. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, okay. So which was the next one that you so, wanted to mention? Yeah. So, so may maybe uh, we could so actually just quickly go through, before we change lists, we can maybe just tell Alex about actually what how this list works with the evocation yeah, okay. what's, why are the 
The Jabberwocks and this magic so good. So the, the Jabberwocks have a special rule that everything within, uh, I think, six-inch aura has minus one discipline. Is that right, Casimir? I actually don't know. I've never played against it, but it's uh, something yeah. like that. So And then um, the Beast Herd's Hereditary spell, you cast it yeah. on one of your units and you get Fear and Terror. Okay. And I believe it might even be able to buff it to uh, give minus one discipline for the enemy in base contact. And then you have an Evocation spell, which you have access to as an Adept. That is called Whispers of the Veil, which you probably have come across at some point because uh, you use Evocation. Yeah. And that spell gives minus one discipline along with minus one resilience. So the idea behind this list is that you cast Whispers of the Veil on something and you try and get the Jabberwock nearby at the same time and then charge it with one of your terror causes and make it run away. So this strategy works. I see. Um, but it doesn't work against enemies that uh, don't care about fear or terror because there's some armies that are fearless, yeah. let's say warriors, have a lot of fearless stuff. Mm. And you also have like demons and undead that don't run away. So so in like a regular tournament, yeah. that wouldn't be necessarily the best strategy because you could have matchups where you come up against stuff that half your army doesn't work against. Um, whereas in this kind of format, if if you come up against an army like that, then you can just change your list. So that's the yeah, that's cool. the premise behind uh, this one. Yeah, and it's it's quite nice to to see it played as well because and just because of that reason, you ne almost never see these kind of strategies played out on the table. Because it's too risky going into a tournament where. Yeah, you like you, you don't want to fight uh, you know UD or some kind of undead and just have it do nothing. Yeah, you, I mean, then you've sort of wasted wasted a bunch of points on stuff that isn't going to do what you want, right? Yeah. Exactly. So uh, what's the next one, Casimir? So I kind of, I have to uh, admit that I kind of just skipped over the uh, the demon lists because they they weren't that, like, uh, most, of, like uh, most of them didn't really have any changes. Like, they didn't have any sideboards, and the one that did didn't really have a very interesting one. Uh, and I jumped, uh, jumped all the way down to uh, to Dwarven Holds to uh, Peter's. Oh, interesting! Yeah, exactly. Because this is my new, you know, like my new. Uh, you're a little, you're a little aroused by. Exactly, hey. this is one uh, dwarf player, and uh, I'm not sure. Like, um, I think his uh, his two lists are. Uh, I think they have like a, a theme uh, that uh, that's good, but I, I'm unsure if the like actual lists are are. Perfect, but I think I think what he's going for is the right idea. So, for uh, characters, he has uh, like in the base list, he has a runic smith with uh, free battle runes, so free spells, and then free runes of shielding. So that means that he will uh, always have a four plus uh, ages. Uh, then he has a fane ESB with uh, holdstone, obviously, and uh, two runes of lightning uh, on a hand weapon. So this means that when he hits some, if he hits something, he gets to add two d three strength for hits, and then an anvil of power. So that's like a stationary free bounce spell thing. Uh, then in core, he has twenty seven graybeards with shields, uh, with standard of the relentless company, and uh, he has uh, and a command, 
Then he has 20 marksmen with shields and handguns and a musician. Uh, he has six hold guardians with uh, a runic standard of wisdom and musician and champion, which uh, the standard means that they get to have a bond spell uh, that they can cast on only their own, their own units. Then he has a grudge buster, which is the chariot thing, two attack copters in separate units, and a cannon. So uh, that's the, the base list. Sounds like a lot of shooting. Uh, yeah. Well, I would, to be honest, he has only 20, uh, 20 marksmen, so that's 20 shots, and then like two copters and a cannon. And the so it's, it, it's, Yeah, and a grudge person, that's true. But uh, the it gets to be more, obviously, in one of the lists. Yeah. So the first list, I would say, is the shooting variation. So then he adds in uh, 10 rangers, uh, or skirmishing rangers, with shields, uh, crossbows, and grip weapons. Uh, then he has two units of miners uh, with just shields and two flame cannons. Uh, so in the second list, instead of that, he adds in 24 vanguarding seekers with musician champion and a grudge buster. So then he has an aggressive list with another combat block and two grudge busters. Interesting. So uh, what, so what do you think, think he's going for here? So I think the idea is that he has one list where he, if he looks at his opponent and then he says, I, I can push this game, then he takes the seekers and the additional grudge buster. And he tries to go for more points. And if he looks at the list and he says, well, like I'm not going to win the combats, then he takes uh, the two flame cannons to kind of uh, fight the, the units and a bit more shooting and sits back. Okay, interesting. And so so he's kind of going for like a aggressive defensive kind of strategy. Exactly. And I think I think this kind of event, when I was when you told me about it, uh, I I've, when I thought about like how would I build a dwarf list for this event, I think that's the, the right call because... I mean, dwarves have a, quite an issue with being aggressive. You know, like if you if you have an aggressive dwarf list and you face the wrong opponent, you you know you just die. And uh, so in the in this case, I think it's really good because then you can you know you can decide like is this a game where I want to push or or not? And if you if, you know if you come up against a bad matchup, you can just kind of take a gun line ish kind of list and sit back and still score some points. Okay, interesting. Is there anything in the I think list, the... Alex, that you thought was that you didn't know, or yeah, like what's the deal with the flame cannon? Yeah, so it's um, it's, like, it's like an stationary artillery weapon with only I think twenty four inches range, so it's a little bit shorter than the other ones, but it essentially okay. does damage based on how many ranks there are in a unit. Oh. I quite can't quite recall the exact rules, but it's something like it hits on a. <laughs> Two plus, I believe. It always, when it hits, always uh, hits on a two plus. Yeah, so it's hit, pretty good. It's very well, and then it does something like D six strength four, and then plus D three per rank or something. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. So and essentially, it, it's, it's it, really at, at short range. I think they go to strength five and do multiple wounds D three. Okay, oh, that's like nice. really I've never broken. <laughs> yeah, and it's very cheap. It's only one hundred forty five points uh, for wow. But I, I like the issue. I would say is that if you if your opponent doesn't come to you, then they don't do anything. So that's also why it's quite good in this type of environment. Because if you if you see somebody who's going to run at you, then you can take them and know that they're going to perform. And they're stationary; like you can never move them. I mean, you can move them, but then they can't fire that turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but but yeah, yeah, you can you can move them like uh, I I don't know like three or uh, nine inches or something. I think it's three inches. Three inches. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, I think overall for this list, uh, the error I think that he's making in this list design is that he's taking way too much magic. Uh, so 
He has in total seven uh, runic bound spells. So he has free from the anvil and free from the runespiff. And then he has an additional one on the hold guardians. I think the f realistically, you're never going to cast more than four, at most five bound spells per turn. So yeah. I think he's uh, taking at least one too many, or maybe even two, depending on how you select them. Okay. Uh, so, for example, how, what I would uh, do probably is that you could either uh, drop the Runic Smith uh, entirely and go for a better general that fights better. And then you still have like three on the Anvil and one on the Hold Guardians, because the Hold Guardians is the unit that really needs the magic in this list. Uh, yeah. Or you could drop the, uh, the Runic Standard of Wisdom on the Hold Guardians and go for something better, like Banner of Speed or you know something that makes them more you know, fight better. Okay. So, what do you think about the kind of the seekers in the second list? Because I, I feel that they're like a little bit out of place without their buddies. Yeah. Another twenty-four unit of seekers. <laughs> so, I think that you could you could select Vanguard on the Hold Guardians, I guess, and in that way you uh, still yeah. have two. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yeah. And if you think about the Greybeards with the Banner of a Relentless Company, like if you. You know, if you have the first turn and you vanguard uh, the two other units, then you can march the Greybeards 15, and then you'd still have like three units that are kind of at the same point in the battlefield. Yeah, uh, I see. Okay, so it can it can really push opponents as well. Yeah, exactly. Okay. I don't know if it's the best way to push, but it has the option to do so. Yeah. Okay. I like I like it. I like it. So, uh, what's the next list? Yes, so there's actually no Empire Sunstall or Highborn Elves uh, in the list. Or See, in that, the that surprises me a little bit because I would have thought that like an obvious choice in the Highborn Elf list would be uh, like having a Wizard Master on a dragon, and one of them with, being with Alchemy and one of them being with Pyro. Yeah, that was what I was thinking I was about thinking doing when I heard about this tournament. But yeah, I, I guess like our. So would you say that uh, Highborn Elves are considered? Like still considered weak or um, no? I don't. I, I don't think so. Yeah. So they, that was also because I the last I heard about the previous like the few previous events is that Highborn Elves were doing quite well. So I was also surprised that uh, not see them. Yeah, I mean, no one taking them is quite unusual, right? Yeah, but I guess also, I mean, it's a UB tournament, so people get to try different things and so on. There's a, a lot of Infernal Dwarfs, for example. There's also like two people playing Maka. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's quite interesting as well. So I, I also played Maka last weekend. At a, at a <laughs> is, tournament. It is it fun? Yeah, yeah, I, I liked it. I don't know about my opponents, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem. Yeah. So, uh, so for the Infernal Dwarf uh, list, yes. I uh, took uh, a guy called uh, David uh, Prokopovich, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if I pronounced that correctly, but let's go with it. Uh, so. And uh, let's see, yeah. So here he he also has like two quite uh, like one quite defensive and one quite aggressive list, or at least like a defensive variant of an aggressive list. So uh, the base of the first uh, the base of the list is uh, a prophet on uh, a great bull who is a wizard master on occultism. He has the uh, flame of the east hand weapon, a ring of desiccation, and a obsidian rock. So uh, flame of the east. Is this the one that that like uh, adds in the incendiary counters to whatever you're touching? Or I'm trying to remember. Um, I don't know the Infernal book, the Infernal Dwarfs book yeah. well enough to be quite honest. 
Yeah, me neither. But anyway, I think it's not extremely important for all the list functions. So, no. so let's continue. So then he has a Taurus Commissioner, uh, so that's the uh, the bigger size Taurus with uh, Battle Standard Bearer, Banner of Speed, uh, Infernal Weapon, Shield, Talisman of Shielding, and Unflame. So Unflame, I'm pretty sure, means uh, that he can shut down Flaming if he yeah, needs to. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, then he has a uh, Prophet of uh, Nesibkesh, who is a wizard adept on Pyromancy. And yep. if I remember correctly, the Nesibkesh is the engineering one. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, so then for Kori, he has two, two units of 30 Infernal Warriors with uh, shields, grape weapons, and flaming standards and full command. Yep. And uh, then he has, so they get to fight in like a lot of ranks, right? Yeah. Has the, has the new update been released yet? I think it has, right? Ooh, uh, which one sure. are you referring to? I'm not sure. Like, I feel like it was a while ago since they released a new version. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I think they fight an extra rank regardless. Uh, yeah, great weapon and fight and fight an extra rank. Yeah. Yeah. Just so loads of attacks and yeah. yeah cheap, so I think it's quite yeah quite a good way to spend your core. Uh, then he has a unit of five Torok anointed with infernal weapons shield. Uh, they have a standard bearer with Pride of Salam Tekash, which I'm not sure what exactly what it does. It's a magical banner. Um, it, it used to be the one that you have a wall. Ooh. But I, a, I don't know if that got changed or not. I'm looking now. Yeah, it's the wall one. It's still uh, it's still there. So that's quite interesting, actually. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he wants to do with that, like on a monstrous cab unit. I guess he just like runs them up uh, in front of stuff and then just plonks the wall down and says, come at me, bro. Yeah, I guess it makes a, like a fighting unit really, really difficult to fight. So Yeah, well, it's essentially distract, Tork- distracting in the first round of combat, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Torque Anointed are quite uh, like quite good defensively as well. Yeah. So then for it, so that's the base of the list. And then for the uh, the first version, he adds in an infernal artillery, which is a rocket battery with cluster munitions. So that's the one that gets to uh, so gets to like hit a unit next to another unit after you shot something. Yeah. Then he has seven uh, vassal cavalry with a musician and a vassal chieftain. Uh, he has uh, another infernal t- artillery with a titan mortar. With Ether Cloud, and I believe that's the one that gives like fucks up channeling. Uh, uh, yeah, magic. That's and then he has a Vassal Slingshot to make stuff flammable. So this is uh, obviously quite like quite a lot of extra shooting. Uh, so that I I think he can sit back if he wants to. But it's still I mean it's still not a gunline list because nothing else really shoots in the list. But it gives him the option. To not it's to it's actually quite a, lot, quite a lot of blocks, right? Because he has three yeah. kind of combat blocks in his main list. Yeah, so exactly. So, I, I mean, it's still a, like quite a balanced list, but I think if he faces somebody that he, he's not going to run at, then he can take this list and sit back and still you know take out some stuff on the way in. Yeah. So for the second version, he instead has an Infernal Engine with a Rock Crusher and a Kadim Titan, and that's it. <laughs> So two two big monsters. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think really this like this is again like a list I think that's doing this uh, like this version of an event right because he kind of skews at least one of his lists a lot in one direction. I mean yeah. he has three monsters essentially and three blocks. He also has the, nothing... he also has the great bull as well. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the third monster. Yeah, so I guess uh, I, I guess would... if he's not playing against cannons and not playing against like. 
uh, divination or something like that, then yeah. he can take the monster list. And against yeah, anything like, else, he can take like the shooting list. Yeah, but uh, I, the problem I would, or I, I'm not sure if it is a problem, but I, I, for me, I would think so, is the fact that uh, the list that pushes has no chaff at all. Oh, it's yeah. essentially it's three blocks and three monsters. That's yeah. the. That's well, the which I, I, I guess it's uh, like when I think when you get to I played against Oliver using a similar list at the weekend, and um, mm -hmm. he had t like kind of too many combat threats to chaff, so like my chaff couldn't really do its job because there was t I just had too many units running at me basically. Yeah. So I think in this list when you have Two two like big uh, monsters, a big unit of monstrous cav, two big units of warriors, and also a great bull. Like there's there's only so much that your chaff can do. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, yeah so it's really... I, I, I like this, this list as well. I think it's oh the pairing of lists. I think they're both really good. Yeah, good choice, Casimir. Nice. Let's so see. What's the next one? Uh, uh, so let's see. Then we're down at KOE, I believe. Or let's see. Is there fact? Yes. Uh, I, I, I genuinely, the... I genuinely believe that all KOE lists are exactly the same. They're literally like <laughs> knights and and then a few like a few different like configurations of character with different weapons and stuff. And at least one master wizard, and then you have like a smattering of war machines, and you always have two units of chaff. So it's either yeah. like war machines uh, I mean, or Pegasus knights. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. gonna guess. I, mean, I, I think you're you're right. So, but I think that the, the one person here has, uh, has done, or I think actually a lot of the KOE players have like lists that kind of trade out. Uh, like trade out the, those like some of the elements to to like make them better at doing different things. So I'm looking at uh, Shea Davis Smith, who's the first uh, one of the KOE lists. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, and I would say that he his two lists don't like particularly do a ver like very different things, but they are like one is quite geared to killing uh, monsters and single characters, whereas the other one is more uh, like uh, about killing uh, blocks and uh, grinding. Yeah, so just because the, the trebuchets and the scorpions are just like do two different things, but it's <laughs> so he's basically he's gone for either two trebuchets and a druidism master, or two scorpions and a divination master and a wizard adept on druidism. So yeah, <laughs> that's it. Like yeah, I think it's a. I I mean it's not extremely interesting, but I think it's it's quite a good way again of doing this. Uh, you know this event where if you want to if you need to kill monsters then you have a list that does that you know yeah i mean the trebuchets also kill monsters but yeah but just i wouldn't say as well as a divination master and two scorpions probably no probably not was this the list that you wanted to look at uh yeah i think this is the one that's uh that does the this concept the best the okay, other ones sure. are so so shifting. maybe maybe you just want to actually go through it instead of me rinsing on it <laughs> to start with <laughs> Yeah, so he has uh, his general is a duke on a warhorse uh, with a shield and a lance, and he has divine judgment on the lance. And then he has a bastard sword. He has audacity, questing oath. Uh, so audacity is just the one that adds uh, extra attacks uh, yeah, when you would charge. Exactly, a number of number of wounds you do, you get extra attacks. I think. 
Yeah. And then okay, the, the judgment is uh, D3 wounds, I think. Okay, so bas basically super killy duke to kill yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think it's pretty uh, standard has, build. Yeah, then he has a paladin on foot with uh, Willow Sword on a shield, who's the Ballstander bearer. He has a Bastard Sword, a Piety, so he can go on foot, and a Questing Oath as well, because it's just the best oath. Then yeah. 11 uh, Knights of the Realm with Banner of the Last Charge, so that's the Impact Hits banner. And oh, bad idea. Yeah. So uh, I guess the, duke, the Duke goes in there, right? Like 11, so think make it 12. I, th I think he... Isn't it something like uh, that you can't have characters if you want to have Banner of the Last Charge? Uh, I don't know. Just I, feels I, weird with eleven because you get it for you get the extra things for every rank, right? Yeah, but Alex, uh, yeah. Uh, Kingdom of Equitain, they only need three people in a rank. <laughs> yeah, but still eleven instead of twelve. Yeah, you can put a damsel okay. in there as well. Okay, all right, the damsel. Yeah, but she's uh, she's not a unicorn though. So I, anyway, I'm not sure exactly why, but I, I believe that you can't have characters and the impact it's matter uh, at the same time. Okay. Uh, so then he has like twenty uh, peasant bowmen with uh, uh, with crossbows and a musician. Uh, he has five knights aspirants, so a little dart. Uh, then uh, thirty one forlorn knights uh, with um, banner of relentless company, musician champions. So the BSB probably goes in here. These are the guys on foot with uh, like spear or grave weapon, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then 11 questing knights, and they, here is where I would think that the duke goes uh, with uh, full command. Then oh, two yeah. chaff with throwing weapons, uh, and then in the first list is the damsel, who is a druidism with uh, a master on a, on a unicorn, with uh, wafers of penitence, which I have no idea what it does. I think it um, gives you extra dispel something. Yeah, okay. And then uh, two trebuchets. And in the second list, he switches out the damsel and the trebuchets for uh, wizard master and divination uh, with uh, wafers again, but also binding scroll and unicorn. Uh, then a damsel on a horse with uh, druidism, and I guess now this damsel will probably go into the banner of the last charge unit. Yeah, uh, and then two scorpions. Wafers okay. of penitence just sound like the like the, that that really crappy tasting. Like host that the uh, that like the Catholics serve when you go to get communion. <laughs> I, don't like you, really, I don't think you're far off, to be honest. I don't know if you guys have ever ever been to like a Catholic service, but like if yeah, you go but get I, communion, there's these like really really bad. They look like it's like they'd be perfect if there was like like Nutella and nougat like wedged between them, and they were like like they're all. It's like imagine like a really good wafer cookie with none of like the the good stuff the good stuff in it, and it's like that's what you're getting. I think, oh, I think, I think I mean, that's I, exactly I, what it is. It's just like nasty wafer that you eat it, and then like you poop out like a little ether cloud, and the ether cloud flies <laughs> over the enemy wizard and kind of somehow reduces the channel or something like that. Oh, I see. So like the mechanics is the same as the ID, basically. I'm not, I, I don't know off the top of my head what it does exactly, but it's something no, like no, that. No, 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 I meant with the ether cloud. Yeah, yeah, but you, you just fart it out after eating the, waif the wafers. So basically, the ID have just uh, enslaved all the damsels from Equitain <laughs> and like um, keep them locked up in some kind of citadel in the infernal lands, 
And then when they need these um, special ammunitions, they just uh, feed them the wafers and then bottle the gas afterwards. You think that they that they collect damsel farts yep. for battle? <laughs> that is the that is the oddest. I'm on I'm on the background the most, team, bro. Believable I, I, theory, I, can, yeah. I can tell you what's actually happening out there. Okay, like every yeah. everything you say is canon. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Except except when he's trying to get us off the trail. <laughs> trying to lead us lead us down the garden path, as they say. <laughs> Sneaky Henry Henry P, that's what they call him. Yeah. Sneaky Henry P. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, okay. So the Scorpions, I guess, are the anti monster. Yeah, they're wounds. like a basic bolt thrower, I think. Uh, so uh, strength six, D three wounds, uh, AP ten. But the the clip wings, so they do an extra wound against flyers. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the compared to the trebuchet, it's like uh like a cheaper a cheaper version that does a little bit more against flyers. Yeah. Okay. I think mainly what he gets from switching is that a like they're probably more accurate and they also you know they you add in the divination instead of uh, druidism. Big question then, like why have trebuchets? Because they they absolutely kill like blocks because they're it's a stone throw strength five. And okay. they do. So it's like a big area attack. Yeah. So uh, or strength four rather, not strength five, right? Strength four. I think it's strength four. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, like uh, a normal stone thrower is, uh, you know, it's it's only really good against like. Uh, weak uh, or low toughness uh, resilience rather infantry as uh, so like elves or goblins and stuff like that whereas uh, trebuchet is, is you know quite good against warriors and dwarves and so on as well yeah, yeah exactly so should we move on to the next one uh yeah so i next is uh, makar but i actually don't know the makar book ah, really at all. well you're lucky that you're <laughs> talking to someone who came second at the weekend in a tournament with using a makar yeah, so maybe you can select one of the two lists at random and talk about it. Okay. I would say don't take the first one because it seems like it's very... There's just not a big difference between the two lists. Okay, Shane so, Baxter has like quite a variety. So I think I will take Shane Baxter's Macart list at first glance. So um, the base of the list is a Taltos, which is a wizard master. So that's just your, your kind of your standard um, sorcerer on a dark chariot with thaumaturgy. He's got alchemist alloy, yes. talisman of shielding, and a potion of strength. So this is like a standard wizard master on a chariot with a bit of defense. I think he gets uh, three up, five up save with alchemist alloy. Um, and these guys, these guys are like the, these are like the horsey warriors, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. I mean, with a portion of strength, he can still like punk something quite big as well. Yeah, he's only got one attack, so yeah. Yeah, but still, like, it gives you gives stomp. you stomp. Yeah, it gives you stomp. <laughs> so he's got fifteen lances with a uh, shield, musician, champion, and lances. Uh, two times eight horse archers, three times twenty-ish uh, Tamiya vassals with bows, two times twelve Karkadan herds. He's got two nomadic Ooh. giants with giant recurve bows, and he's got five. Oh, sorry, 
I'll take that one back. He doesn't have the giants, but he does have five flares with skinning lash. So this is um, has a lot of shooting. The horse archers are kind of like hit and run cavalry, and he's got two big units of Karkadan herd to I would say yes. zone out anyone that wants to kind of come near the vassals because the vassals are on foot and they're quite slow and vulnerable. And also so the lancers mean, kind of do the zoning job as well. So Karkadan herd is like basically are they really just are they basically just Karkadans like straight out of the warrior book? Yeah, like exactly. Just, just without the rider, just with no one on them. Yeah. So they just they must be a little bit weirder without a rider, right? Like. I think they have uh, they get some kind of extra impact hit mechanic. I forget exactly what it does, but uh, I think they when they charge they get impact hits. Mm. Uh, compared to the Karkadan that only gets attacks. Okay. So it's a little a little different to in the Warriors, but it's the kind of same stat line. Because they're yes. pretty big, like so. They have, I'm guessing they have what like. Two or three HP each, or what? Uh, yeah, I, I think, think three. three three hit points each. So yeah. that's pretty big. I mean, that's thirty-six hit points yeah. per unit. Yeah. Uh, res yeah. four. I think maybe a six-up save. Not bad. Yeah, and and they hit really hard, and there's twelve of them, and maybe I think maybe the impact hits go up in strength as they get ranks or something like that. Probably it, it seems like that's like a mechanic. That'd be cool. Almost all impacted. <laughs> that sounds cool. I mean, so basically they've got, and they're pretty fast, right? Their movement's pretty fast. Yeah, I think it's seven. Yeah, and so. But we as have far the... as, yeah, sure, go ahead. I was just gonna say, as far as like, um, like attacking units, right? Like he's got the vassals with bow. I'm guessing. Like they they sound pretty ranged. Eight horse archers sounds pretty ranged. Yeah. So you've got like the Karkadan herds and the lancers and your well yeah your chariot guy's not really gonna be running in anytime soon. So I'm guessing that like what he's got left he's gonna need to spend on. Yeah. So so it's actually I think, I think he's made some interesting choices with the two detachments. So I think we'll go for number B first. So he's added a, a goiler on a chariot with shield paired weapon, shield breaker, and shield breaker and dragonfire gem. So this is just a, an extra character to add a bit of punch to the rest of the army, which is. Is this like a chieftain or? Sorry. Is this like a barbarian chieftain type of character? Yeah, similar. It's more okay. more close to. Uh, it's in the middle of like a barbarian chieftain and a. Chosen Lord. Okay. And then he's got uh, three marker chariots. So I don't know whether he's put he's probably putting the characters in with these chariots to make kind of uber units, which is kind of one of the things that we see these days. Um, which is for me, it's like a zoning piece, but also a pretty solid combat block if he wants it to be. So it adds it adds so a lot like of charging. yeah exa exactly it adds a lot of zoning pressure to uh, to what's otherwise uh, already good good zoning army um, with the with the shooting and he's also got a tural which is like an ambush uh, chimera. 
and the Toral ambushes from impassable terrain. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and then the Where's other the, the other list oh, he's got thing. is um, adding two more units of marker flares with skinning lashes, and two nomadic giants with giant recurve bows. So I think when with this one he's he's going for like a more shooting avoidance approach. So in the armies that probably have like no pyro or less shooting, he can go with with these. And play really like avoidance, zoning, lots and lots of shooting, almost like a gun line list. Compared to the other list where if he's going against stuff that he actually needs to fight, he can take the chariots. Yeah, I mean also with Thermaturgy you can like get Wrath of God to try to scatter the armies yeah. and then yeah. pick off pick off units that are on if they if they split up, you know? Yeah. So he doesn't he only needs the Lancers and the Karkadans to like chase down guys that he's picked off. Yeah, exactly. And and the Marker do that very well, especially with all the fast cav from my experience. And like so, the players just like slipping in and just like annoying the shit out of stuff. Yeah, the flares are so good. Yeah, exactly skin, right. Skinning lash lash does that? Uh, that's the um, uh, what's it called? Like a uh, reaping? Like they. Yeah, do hits when you move over. Uh, strength for AP one street sweeping like pass attack, within one inch of it. Yeah, yeah. So you like pass within one inch of it of an enemy unit, and that's when you get to do it. And it's it's like it's like I guess it I guess it counts as during your movement you pass within an inch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the so the question somewhere. the question I had of uh, about this list is that uh, like the how or why isn't he taking a BSP? In this case, um, honestly, I don't know. In my opinion, I—I I mean, I used in my list. I used the Goyler with the Mare Shelter, which gave me an 18-inch Discipline Nine bubble. Um, but honestly, yeah, I, I have no idea. I think a lot, most of the army is Discipline Seven or Eight. So, and the the Taltos, who's a general, is also Discipline Seven. So, I—I <laughs> I really, I think he's going to be failing a lot of Discipline tests here. But yeah. saying saying that, uh, Shane is known for writing some interesting lists. Okay, and I well, mean interesting. Maybe... I mean fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> but he, I mean, he's uh, he's done quite well with some stuff, right? Like I remember hearing that he won a few events with some weird stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, anyway, I guess if you if you play to that, like you know that you're gonna fail. Uh, a, a lot of leadership tests, and I guess you can kind of mitigate it instead of you know when you play to not fail them, and then it fucks everything up. Yeah, I mean, I, I with my tournament at the weekend, I think I failed like there was always like one one discipline test in each game that I failed, and my unit fled off the table or something like that. <laughs> um, but it wasn't too bad. It was at times when it when it didn't matter too much. So I guess in that respect, I was lucky or I played well. But uh, I mean, I think like the Karkadans especially, I think they I think they may be fearless, but they're only disciplined six or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, it could be, it's a very risky uh, list, I would say. Would you say it's a good list or? Um... Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly, as as we talked about, like the discipline in this army is quite low, and I think he's going to struggle when he starts fleeing and not not rallying. And 
Because yeah. when you flee charges and start doing the the parting shot, um, if you if you fail that rally test, not only can you not move and not shoot, but you also can't move and shoot the next turn as well. Yeah. And that really hurts you when you're playing Marker. Yeah, so I guess uh, to explain to Al what uh, what that rule yeah. is, like basically the uh, the Marker have a special rule for the horse archers where uh, they can declare a flea and shoot at the same time. Uh, so which is the parting shots? Cool. Uh, referring to. So you can kind of get like an extra, but I think it's is the volley like a little bit worse than the normal one or something like that? Maybe um... it's like one hit. Yeah, I mean, you, you still get minus one to hit. Oh, no, you get like a shorter flea distance, I believe. Yeah, it's a, it's a minimized, but that's actually perfect. I think it's actually a good thing, if I'm honest. Okay. Because... Because you're because closer it, to the fight? Or? No, because it's more um, it's more standardized, because you're adding an, another dice and discarding the highest and the lowest. So you're always fleeing between like seven and nine inches on average. Okay, so you you actually roll four like four dice. You don't just like this yeah. like have the take out each other. Okay. Yeah. So you roll you roll four and you discard the highest and lowest. So it actually averages out a lot better, which actually makes it easier to kind of guess where you're going to end up and how far you need to be away from the enemy. Okay, well, that's interesting. That's at least how I found it and how I played it. Maybe I played it wrong, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, so the next uh, next faction up is Ogre Khans, and uh, there's only one list uh, by Jack Payne. Uh, so uh, I think in this list is, a, is another person who's uh, gone for like a, an aggressive and a balanced list. So uh, in the standard, uh, like uh, in a standard list, he has a shaman who's a general on uh, Wisdom Master and Thaumaturgy, with uh, Mammoth Hide Cloak and Iron Fist, Magical Heirloom, and Potion of Strength. Uh, so Mammoth Hide Cloak, I mean, it gives... I don't remember exactly what it does. Is this the one that makes you, like, extra resilience? I think it's... Uh, you can't get your... All attacks... You can't get wounded on better than the 4+, basically. All, all uh, attacks okay. are strength... Five, uh, higher than strength 5 are limited to strength 5. Okay, so it's kind of like a Shamanism Light. Yeah, exactly. Uh, then he has a Mammoth Hunter with... Uh, Wrestler's Belt, Iron Fist, Hunting Spear, Rampager's Chain, Troll Eater, Leader of the Pack. And that's a lot of things that I actually don't know what's uh, going uh, on with. Yeah, I'm not sure, to be honest. Um, I mean, Leader of the Pack means he's going to go in a unit of Saber. Troll, uh, troll Eater uh, is uh, 4 plus Fortitude and uh, multiple wounds 2 against um, stand, uh, Large Infantry. Yeah, um, I guess yeah, he's... Yeah, leader of the pack means he's joining the Sabertooth Tigers most of the time. Yeah. I mean, he's quite a quite a beefed-up hunter. He's quite fighty, I believe, with this setup. Yeah, I mean, 440 is fairly... fairly yeah, pricey. it's quite expensive. Uh, then he has a Khan BSB with uh, plate armor, halberd, paired weapons, iron fist, grave weapon, and horde master. So this is uh, probably weapon master. Yeah, weapon master. And uh, yes, all, all the weapons... Play armor. Yeah, it's like, he's, uh, he doesn't have any more defense, but I guess if you can switch in an iron fist to get parry, then yeah, that's and, and three plus save. Yeah, uh, he has uh, a unit of nine bruisers with full command. Then he has eight sabertooth tigers, uh, a dart of three bruisers, two units of free tusker cavalry with uh, great weapons and musicians. 
uh, one kinator, and that's the uh, the base list. Okay. So I would say, except for the saber tooth units, I like it looks like a pretty standardish like ogre list. Like, of course, not all the um, hunters, but uh, still pretty, you know, pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, I think the saber the tooth is uh, uh, becoming a little bit more popular these days. Okay. Can you guys explain the mammoth hunter? Yeah, that's the that's the one with a lot of, like a lot of stuff that we don't actually know what it does. I think uh, I guess it's the like so wrestler's belt and rampager's chain uh, is the things that I'm not sure exactly what they do. Uh, wrestler's belt gives plus one strength and plus one armor, and I am not sure about rampager's chain to be honest. So I would believe that this is like quite a fighty character who's yeah. also fast. So he goes in a unit of of the tigers. So I guess they they're like a swift stride with movement seven or eight or something. Yeah, eight. Yeah, so it's like really he has like quite a long threat range uh, to charge out the unit or charge with the unit and stuff. And then with a four plus fortitude, and I assume he goes up to a 4 plus same as well. Yeah, and the, the, hunt, the hunting spear is like a, a shooting weapon that does multiple wounds against um, big stuff, I think, or maybe just in general multiple yeah. wounds. And then the wrestler's belt combines with that because the hunting spear is shooting at the, your strength, and the oh, strength, okay. and then the then the wrestler's belt gives him an extra strength. So he's like like an actual bolt forward. Yeah, strength, strength six, yeah. Uh, just one more question, because I'm not—I don't know how the bases work. So, like tigers, sound like they would be on a long base. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, isn't it usually like? Isn't it usually that when you join a another unit, that if you don't have the same base size, you stand out from the unit or something like that? Yeah, you kind of uh, tag on on the side of a unit. So yeah. he would maybe have the tigers in a four times two. Uh, formation and then the uh, like an ogre base on the side. Yeah, okay. Or maybe five times three. I'm not sure. But he's just Something. gonna kind of like stick out the side of it. I, yeah. I think. I think Does a lot of the he time can be targeted. He can actually or? stand in the base because it's not a mismatching base. Because it's, it's he's on a he's on a 50 mil base rather than an oh, oversized okay. base because he the leader of the pack upgrades him to that base size. Okay, so then he takes the space of two tigers, so they yeah. have the footprint of uh, five times two cavalry. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so then he can join because of the because the footprint lines up. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, so so then question. for the yeah, then for the two uh, for the sideboards in the first list, he just adds uh, lots of bombardiers. So that's the shooting uh, ogres. So he has a unit of six with a musician, a unit of four with a musician, and then just a unit of four. So I think it's like quite obvious here that they, this is the defensive list where you know if he <laughs> if he can't run at something then he's just gonna like add in a, a ton of shooting and uh, kind of sit back and do kind of like a little bit more of an MSU kind of business or MMU. Yeah. Exactly. And then in the, in the other list when he's like now I'm gonna push then he adds in two rock rocks with ogre crossbows. Yeah. <laughs> because why not? Yeah, so I think I think this is quite good because the rock rock is uh, maybe you should just explain uh, to Alex what the rock rock does. Oh, 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 it's it's like a it's a monster on the like a massive massive base. It's the same size as the um, wasteland behemoth, and okay. uh, it halves all the multi wounds it receives, so it's uh, quite resilient. 
and then it has what is it like base strength six and when it charge strength seven yeah i think so something like 3d3 impact hits i think or yeah. something like that yeah and the impact hits have multiple wounds or is that something else that's something else yeah, something else. Okay, so he does like a a ton of uh, of strength uh, seven impact hits, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so impact hits strength seven, and is pretty hard to kill. Seems pretty cheap. It's uh, I I would say it's like quite uh, again like quite matchup dependent because they can also be a liability if somebody is good at killing monsters. Uh, you know, like they just focus everything on your rock rocks, and once they're dead, the you know, like you lose so much on your list that. Uh, it's not yeah, working. Yeah. Like uh, I found, for uh, at least previous U of like iterations, UD had a quite a good matchup against ogres. I found, and it like it looks scary when he deploys them, but then like you just kind of like a lot of times you are able to like chaff them or sacrifice the unit, and if you charge a rock rock, then it just dies most of the time because it doesn't get to do the impact hits. Yeah, even though it's like halving it, the wounds and stuff. Multiple, yeah, but like multiple I, wounds. Yeah. So imagine if you charge them with like a, a unit of uh, monstrous infantry, for example, and then you know you, you hit them on freeze and you wound them on force or something, and suddenly they they just disappear. So so in that sense, I think this this is like another good use of the uh, yeah uh, to the have map. to have like two kinds of strategies going into a game. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's see. So then we have orcs and goblins, but to be fair, I, I like I couldn't really figure out like a, what a lot of these lists do, so I haven't uh, I haven't picked out one of them because it's just uh, like a lot of stuff. Okay, <laughs> looks like a lot of orcs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like nothing really like stood out to me as as very interesting. Uh, so I think we can move to to Saurians with. Um, uh, with Colin Power, sure. Because uh, I think this is another like quite good list. Let's see. Yes. So to start off with, he has uh, he has two quartals in this list. So uh, one is a battle standard bearer on alchemy, and the other one is a general on pyromancy. So like all the death. And <laughs> uh, so like just a lot of magic, and then he also has a skink priest who's a wizard adept on shamanism with the sun tablet. And I believe Sun Tablet is the one where he gets to pick any spell he wants. Yeah, exactly. So basically, he gets the, the best spells from Shamanism, and then he has all the shooting in Pyromancy, and then the debuffing as well as the you know the, the flaming stuff so, from the... Hell, hell of a lot of points in Magic. Yeah, well, I mean, it's actually... I mean, speaking as a UD, somebody who played UD, it's, it's, it's a lot, but it's not like an insane amount. It's, it's uh, 1,200 points in Magic. Which uh, which is a lot, but uh, I mean, I think he's going to get a lot of value out of it as well. So, and also, I think with the list setup he has, he's not going to lose the uh, the quartals uh, because this uh, the base list is quite uh, skink heavy. Uh, so in the base, he has a, a unit of his combat block is like a unit of thirty skink braves with shields and free caimans and musician. Uh, but then he has three units of fifteen uh, skink braves with shields, uh, one with a musician. Then he has two units of uh, Petrodon sentries, so that's the, the flying guys with uh, javelins. And then for counter charge, he has two Tarasaurs, one with a great bow and one with engine of the ancients. 
So I think as a as a base list, it's uh, quite like you know, like it has like chaff, it has counter charge, it has like the core is quite like avoidancy to hide all your casters. Yeah. Um, but then I think when it where it gets real good is when you um, uh, with the two list variations. So in the first one, he goes for like full skin cloud. So he adds in a skink captain with uh, a light armor and a, a wildfire, wildfire burst bow. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is... Uh, I'm not sure what the wildfire burst does. It does four, sh- four shots at strength four, AP one. Okay. And, if so the, it's just a- and if the enemy unit is hit by it, then it, it, it reduces cover by one against that unit. Ah, uh, okay. That's quite good. And I also think that this guy he doubles up as another chaff piece because he's only 145 points. Yeah. Then he adds in 10 chameleons, so that's the uh, ambushing or the scouting rather uh, skinks with extra cover. And then he has two skink two units of 10 skink hunters with blowpipe and vanguard, so that's the skirmishers. And then he has another nine chameleons, so here he's like really going full avoidance and full shooting. Yeah. <laughs> And then in the other list, it is instead adds in 20 Temple Guards with uh, commands, and uh, then uh, two units of three Ramphodon Riders, so that's the fighty flying monsters. Okay, so there's like a so, very yeah. clear distinction between these two lists as well, right? Yeah, exactly. And I, again, I, as, as you said, like the, there's a distinction where you have the defensive list and the aggressive list, but I also like, I also really like the, the base, where and you know, like when he can push and when he's safe, he can pop the, you know, pop the slants or one of the the slants into or the quattles rather into the temple guard and uh, push with like two monsters, like two fighting flying units, and still like a ton of chaff. Or he can sit back with all the chaff, and you know, you're never gonna get any points from him, and he's gonna just shooting magic you often. Yeah, like there's there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight units that are like less than two hundred. 30 points yeah so I think like also with with his record I, I mean I've, I think Colin's going to do really well on this event yeah I mean we, we everyone knows that Colin is probably one of the, the better players on the tournament scene these days yeah so yeah what's the what's the next one uh, yeah so now we come to uh, to UD uh, or no, there's Sylvan Elves as well. But uh, again, I wasn't actually quite sure about these lists. But maybe we can talk about one of them. Sure. Give me two There's seconds. two, I think. So let me just have a quick look. Not so interesting. This one's a bit more interesting. Okay, so we'll take the second one. So okay. Rory, Rory Stove's list. Um, yeah. Rory's playing... Uh, two lists that, in my opinion, are quite different. So we have um, the the main list for for each of them. the The general is a dryad ancient adept on divination, a druid wizard master shamanism, a forest prince on a dragon with a bow, silver blades, a titanic might, obsidian rock, uh, twenty three dryads with a champion. 10 Sylvan Archers with Musician Champion, 5 Thief Riders uh, with Hunters, so they shoot, 5 Thief Riders with Shield and Musician Scoring, 4 Castro Knights with Shields Musician Champion, 10 Pathfinders, 9 Sylvan Sentinels with Scout. And then his two detachments are essentially the same, filling the same role in the army, 
but in two different ways. So he has a Thicket Shepherd okay. BSB in one list, and he has the Blade Dancer BSB in the other list, and then five Thicket Beasts with a Champion, and 13 Blade Dancers with Stanabera, Eth Icon, Musician Champion. And then the Chieftain has Eth Icon, Silver Blades of Hero's Heart, the Drums, and being a Blade Dancer. So this list is actually pretty similar to my kind of style Silver Nerf list. It's a bit mixed arms. It's got a bit of shooting. It's got some avoidance. It's got some blocks. It's got a dragon. It's got the Wizard Master and Shamanism that will sit in the archers. And then the general um, for divination that sits in the dryads. I actually quite like both of these lists. And then your choice is between, okay, do I think a, a stubborn block of trees is going to help more or do I think um, blade dancers that are going to uh, dish out a lot of uh, low strength damage do I need that unit in this list so I think is uh, it's quite interesting strategy and um, yeah I think it could really pay off what's your impression Casimir? Uh yeah I was a little bit unsure of when you pick like against what kind of a point opponents do you pick the different lists I guess so the blade dancers are really good in general if the enemy doesn't have pyro or anything that can strike before them. So something like spear spear lines or um, stuff that the blade dancers will just bounce off. Anything which has like high armor and high uh, resilience. Um, but maybe like a lot of bodies. Something like Imperial Guard or a big block of Empire Spears or like even yeah, like even sense. like parry parry stuff. Because of the Sylvan Blades. So compared to that, like the Thicket, the thicket Beasts are just like more resilient. So yeah. if you're going against anything that you want to grind out, let's say like Ghouls or any, anything that basically that, that you need to take at least one or more turn to go through with where the Blade Dancers are going to kill, kill a lot but also die... Then yeah. maybe the thicket beast is a little bit safer option. Okay. I don't think the two eth icons um, in the blade dance is really enough to dissuade pyromancy. So anything that kind of will reach out and kill the the blade dancers, stuff that has like breath weapons or auto hits, yeah. like impact hits, units of chariots, that kind of thing. Ah, okay. Yeah, I see. But both 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 units kind of fill a similar role. They can both be stubborn. Um, they both hit hard. Yes, this is, uh, I I would say like this is I guess the other type of strategy of making a list where instead of making a defensive aggressive list, you have as you say like two lists that do the same thing, but you kind of tailor the the combat units or the shooting units to what you're gonna face. Yeah, exactly. So what do we have left? And I didn't see. So we have. Uh, yeah, we have UD, uh, VC, VS, and Warriors. I think. Cool. So the UD list, uh, I think there's one that really stands out as being really interesting, and that's uh, Chris Bond. So, so this uh, this list is a bit of a ride, I think. Uh, I think I really like it. So the base is a Pharaoh on Shah Guardian with uh, God Slayer Grave Weapon. So he's the uh, the monster character. So he has gonna have a, a wide March bubble, and the God Slayer is the thing that does uh, multiple wounds against uh, Aegis save opponents. 
Yeah. Uh, then he has uh, two wizards, uh, both are wizard masters. Uh, one is on a vacation with two binary scrolls and the Hierophant, and the other guy is uh, on an Ark of Ages. So this is the uh, the plat like war platform that allows your uh, spells to get six inches extra range, and he's on divination. Uh, so quite a like quite a strong uh, magic setup, I would say. Like the two best best paths uh, for UD and uh, with long range, and he's gonna have like all the combat and all the buffs and all the shooting he wants. Uh, cool. Then he has a bunker of twenty four skeletons with full command. Uh, then he has two units of ambushing uh, skeletons with banner of the entombed. So twenty skeletons that uh, pop up just like um, scorpions and so on do uh, with musicians. Then he has three units of uh, scouts for chaff. And then he has two Dread Sphinxes. So uh, this is going to be like quite a mobile list because the, the Shah Guardian is going to give you a wide march bubble and the Dread Sphinxes are autonomous. So like he doesn't have to bubble uh, like at all. Yeah. And then he has a lot of magic. Uh, so then for the two detachments, for the first one, he has uh, two units of uh, Sandstalkers. Uh, so these are the guys that uh, they're underground ambush, so they come up on the ground as well. And then they do uh, like a lot of shooting attacks that have uh, strength two again, but they wound against uh, initiative. Agility. So they really, oh uh, yeah, sorry, agility. They really like punish uh, certain types of monsters and uh, certain armies a lot. So they're quite matchup dependent, which makes them good to have in the uh, uh, in the detachment. And then for the other detachment, he has uh, a unit of uh, six cataphracts with underground ambush uh, and full command. Cool. So I think, again, that, like it, this, I would say, is something that uh, like the two lists do like work very similarly, but it's uh, based on like what, what matchup are you fighting and then like what kind of ambushing unit do you need. Yeah, do you need like a scoring unit that can fight, or do you need like a shooting unit that can come up and, and punk some monsters? Yeah, exactly. And the, the Sandstalkers work really well as kind of weird chaff as well, because they you can kind of come up in front of units and uh, shoot them. So you're still doing something when you come up, but then you're standing in front of them so they can't charge, and then you put you know your three monsters 12.1 inches away from the front of the Sandstalkers. And then they have the options of okay, I like do I charge the sandstalkers so they don't shoot me, but then I get counter charge, or I just stand here and let them shoot me again. Yeah, which is uh, it can be quite good. Cool. I would say that the uh, the second list is is the weaker oh, because nice. just like one big unit of ambushing stuff can really hurt you because if they don't come up, then you have like in this case seven seven hundred and seventy seven points that just don't contribute to the, the like the army. If you're unlucky. Yeah. What do you mean if they don't come up? Uh, so how the ambush works is that from turn two, uh, you roll a die, and on a three plus, they deploy that turn. But there's nothing saying that you, you know, they have to come up. They just like if you don't roll that three plus in any of your turns, then they just don't come up at all. So if you roll it and you don't deploy, do you have to roll again the next turn? Uh, well, you, yeah, exactly, exactly. You, you roll you every turn after the first. Yeah. And if you don't roll a three like, plus the whole game, then they just die. But like, let's say that I roll a three plus, but I'm like, I'm not going to deploy them this turn. Uh, you, you have to deploy them if you roll a three plus. Ah, uh, okay. So that would be like that's the downside that sometimes they come up too early or in a like you know at the wrong time and you don't have any good place of deployment. 
but uh, I mean, usually you can just put them in your own battle line if um, you know if it doesn't make like there's no spot behind or at the flank of your opponent. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, and also I would say in this this list is uh, using something that's becoming more popular for UD lists, and it's the two units of um, ambushing skeletons. Uh, so the, these units, uh, like uh, before, they were really good. Before they kind of F fixed them, uh, so you have to like you can no longer string them out in long lines in front of your opponent's army, but uh, you can still deploy them as like a, a chunk of twenty wounds, uh, which are essentially chaff or scoring. So if you need to score, you know, some objective on the other side of the uh, other side of the, the map, then you can put them where you want, or you can park them in front of a unit, and usually they can like take a charge and survive with one or two wounds uh, if they don't get combo charged. So they're quite uh, good chaff if you want to set up counter charges with them. Cool. I, I really like them as well. And he's actually got quite a lot of chaff in this list, like five, uh, three times five skeleton scouts as well. Yeah, but I think he needs it because he, I mean, he doesn't have like a lot of, you know, like fighting, he doesn't have any blocks, right? Like a normal UD list would see like a chariot block and some shaptis or so on. I mean, now, are the Dread Sphinxes supposed to be doing the fighting? Yeah. So I, I think that he's this list is kind of uh, trying to like kind of pick his combats, like, like avoid as uh, for a bit and shooting like kind of magic rather uh, things, and then kind of set up the perfect uh, combo charge for the monsters. Okay. Cool. So, um, what's the next one? VC? Uh, yeah. Did you, did you choose one? Uh, yeah, I chose uh, Jack Austin's list because, you know, it's always... Uh, <laughs> Jack's it's already fun. talked to me about his list, so uh, I, I, I want you to read it. Okay, so, uh, so he has essentially the base of the list is uh, like a Baronite uh, Death Star with all the vampires, I would say. And uh, then he has, yeah. <laughs> then he has like uh, quite two like different additions to uh, to supplement that. So in the base list, there's a vampire count with uh, yeah, he has the general with the extra race thing, uh, brotherhood of the dragon with eternal duelists. Uh, yeah. He has a special steed, a wizard apprentice, and occultism, a dusk force shield. So that's the real armor save and a plate armor. Yeah, so uh, he's, he's one of the rollable with a free up against fire. He's got yeah, uh, and then he's, uh, the eternal duelist is every hit he gets an extra attack, I think. And then okay. the reaper's harvest is strength 10, AP 10, and Ugh. wounds against your, wounds against your discipline. Oh, okay, okay, wow. Uh, yeah, but he is 800 points, but he's he's all of those 800 points, I yeah, would say. Yeah, <laughs> Oh my god. He can also heal himself <laughs> with the cultism. <laughs> yeah. Reaper's Harvest sounds broken. It's very good against warriors, Alex. <laughs> yeah, lame as fuck you mean. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like strength, strength 10, 10, AP 10. 10. But you, uh, you, so you wouldn't get your like... discipline though, so your discipline is like fairly high. Well, I mean, isn't most of the warriors' discipline like like eight without characters? No, like how many attacks is he getting? Uh, five, and then every 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 hit or wound he does, he gets an extra one. <laughs> yeah, so probably like nine-ish. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> What's his offense? You don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. Nine. 
Brotherhood of the Dragon with Eternal Duelist. That sounds like he's got pretty good offense. Yeah, okay, nine. <laughs> so his offense, nine, strength, 10, AP, 10. Yep. What the flying fisticles <laughs> of that? Next, next time that we play, Alex, so I'll bring weird. it for you, and then you can see how good it is. <laughs> so I'll just like bring all my units over to your house. We'll set up, and you'll be like, so this is what this does. And I'm like, cool game. I guess I can pack my shit now. <laughs> yeah. It's like you like set it up, take some pictures. Then you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to leave while you so take So what are you off. supposed to do when you're fighting that? Douche. Chaff it? Yeah, like a chaff. Evocation snipe it? Yeah. Like uh, sniping is I mean they can heal, but I mean, if if they really need to heal them before going into combat, you get to dictate a little bit more. You can also just break the unit and crumble him to dust. It's only it's only ten baronites and four vampires. Yeah, so, so like for the for the <laughs> for the rest of the list, he has uh Three vampire co- uh, courtiers on uh, they. I think they're all the same or almost all the same. Yeah. Uh, they're on a skeleton steel steed. Uh, they're wizard apprentices on occultism as well. Uh, they have plate armor, paired weapons, and a lance. And I think the last one doesn't have a lance. Uh, so I, these are all gonna pile in together with the big vampire to make a fun star of funness. And I guess they're there to what? Just like raise dead, raise dead, raise dead, raise dead. Yeah, uh, and also fight. Also fight pretty well. This is the party yeah. bus of uh, vampire courtiers. Um, yes. Basically, the vampires, the ones with lances, are pretty hitty. They have uh, four attacks each with shrimp seven, AP four. And so yeah, if, if the unit is charging you, then it's doing like, I mean, minus the vampire count that we kind of talked about. I mean, just in the front yeah. in the front rank alone, it's like twelve attacks with shrimp seven. What the fuck? Yeah, it's pretty rough. I don't. I just don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and I, I guess to be honest, like I, I probably take back what I said about sniping because this list doesn't have any other magic than raising, basically. So yeah, like, it's got not, three or four raises. Yeah, like every every turn he's gonna get at least two, or if you're lucky, just one raise off. So, you know, like it's probably you're probably not gonna be able to snipe faster than he heals. Because yeah. like oh, if you, yeah. one raise can heal two wounds, right? On on a character. Uh no, only the necromancers can do that. Well, only ah, the, okay. only the general. There's only I can't remember if it's gates to the netherworld. I think it's only necromancers who can do that. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, still. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then, in his core, he has a unit of thirty-five ghouls with a champion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Two units of twenty zombies with musicians. So that's probably going to be units of forty zombies. Yeah. Uh, and two units of di- eight direwolves with champions, uh, which are really, really annoying. Uh, then he has the ten baronites with uh, full command, and then he has two units of two great bats, which are also really good. Yeah. So this is a is a pretty solid set. Center of a list, I would say. I agree. So, so then, uh, then I think where you know this is is quite good, like a, a good list building uh, thing is that uh, for his uh, uh, for his uh, extra sideboard, he has either two shrieking horrors, or he has a unit of uh, vampire knights with uh, blood ties, brotherhood of the dragon. Not sure what that does exactly. That and, gives uh, them plate armor and devastating charge plus one attack. 
Oh, okay, so just a lot. Cool. <laughs> so, so six more vampires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah so it's really like uh you know if you if you're facing something where the screams are, are good or there's no cannons and things like that then the shrieking horrors are amazing and then otherwise you just have like oh another bus of vampires <laughs> Do you, have it's you so played gross. against the shrieking horrors yet alex no <laughs> oh, that's they're really rough they're yeah, really good well, against warriors as well so like Turn one, let's say, right? It's his magic turn. He don't need to heal nobody. So he he's like gonna use his raised deads, his four raised dead spells to like just make his ghouls or zombies or bats or whoever just like way bigger. He can, he can only do it on the zombies. Yeah. We can't do it on the ghouls? No. I thought that you can grow the bats too. Only if you have a special power. Okay. Yeah, like this this list isn't investing heavily in magic, so then it's just zombies one. Okay. Well, I guess at least <laughs> okay. there's that, but <laughs> still yeah. like I guess you should watch out so he doesn't zombie like summon another zombie unit that he can grow as well. Yeah. So what, what so I think like, I think as you said, like the the shrieking horrors, um, they're really getting good against the armored stuff and the stuff that can kind of get around the sides of your army. Whereas yeah. the vampire knights is is just another place for all the vampires to hang out <laughs> and and just make an even <laughs> killier unit of death. Uh, <laughs> just Alex, just for reference, like the ten baron knights, four hundred and thirty points, and the the six vampire knights are seven hundred and eighteen points. Just to give you an idea of the difference in killiness. And smashability. Yeah. <laughs> but like the vampire knights are going to be, they're not even going to be in the front row, right? So they're just getting like, no, second they'll just attacked. be the champion. So he's going to have like, when he has those, he's going to have the count, the, the courtiers, and a champion in the front row. Yeah. And then he's going to have them. So then most of them are just going to get a second row punch. Well, yeah, well there yeah. I guess yeah, the other five, right? But if I'm honest, I don't think he would uh, run run the characters in there. I think it's I think they they're they're good enough on their own. They don't need the characters. They're like the hardest hitting yeah. cavalry in the game, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, like I, the only time I could see it is that if if you need to throw somebody off at deployment or something like that, where you you know you, you can technically have your bus be in two locations, you know, depending on how they deploy. But probably not. Yeah, probably not. And what do the vampire spawn do? Uh, they're like flying, uh, flying ogres with no armor, and they have like a lot of strength five battle focus attacks. It's basically like they, it's basically a trap they... unit that can hunt war machines and stuff. Yeah, like they okay. they die really easily, but they also fight really hard. Yeah, they're solid. Uh, yes. But that 800 point fucking vampire count is just outrageous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, yeah. Ugh, ugh. Like, <laughs> like, tell me that I have, the, I mean, that I can make something that disgusting. And warriors? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The, the I mean, the entropic aura, that guy. Yeah. You yeah. just say, oh, by the way, you're. Reaper's Harvest no longer works, and you're striking me at strength five, AP two. 
Yeah, also his uh, shield wouldn't work either. He doesn't get real to... Yeah, doesn't get Dusk Force, yeah. Or Basalt. Yeah, so like, yeah, I mean... The, I, to be honest, that's uh, like that character is is real good when it comes to character character matchups. Just because yeah, and Tropic Aura is super sweet. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying like, but but let's say I don't go with Entropic Aura and I just want to build a fucking a super kick ass dude, not a guy that ruins somebody else's day. Because but, but I think that's kind of the idea of this character. Is yeah. is to build a character that can ruin those kind of characters' day. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I think this is uh, like in our um, group of people in Denmark that we uh, like that we go to tournaments with. I think a lot of people are really into building characters that like are match up well against other like kitted characters. Like, uh, and I think that's really one something you need to take into account when you spend a lot of points in a character is that. The thing that's going to counter them is most likely another character. So you need to be like have an answer for all the other character builds that are out there. Yeah, but I mean the thing about like the entropic aura is, if he's in a fight against not a character, then he's not that great. He's just like a dude with a great weapon with five attacks. I guess it's still not terrible, but. Yeah, I mean, like you can still get a one plus save and a five plus ages. Uh, and then, as you say, like a great yeah, one. I mean, you can use some items to to give him some boosts, but yeah. I guess it's just like when I see stuff like this, you know, sort of like the the sort of how long is your <laughs> yeah, like the penis is your weighing right, and then mine's just like mine's just like cold water. That's what my, <laughs> that's what my character does. He just mm-hmm. makes you jump in a pool of cold water and shrivel you up a bit. <laughs> and that's that's like there's something obviously fun about that but it's sort of like my fun like my my badass character is just like nah as opposed to oh yeah you know <laughs> like yeah it's like which is so funny because warriors it just it just kind of as an army you would just expect them to be like oh yeah you know because they're warriors it's like Dudes with big weapons and big armor, and yeah, I, I guess they like the attitude. You could say is that the the warriors suffer a little bit from their like super killy weapon as a flaming weapon, which means that it's probably not very good in any character to character matchup because everybody brings a uh, flaming ages. Yeah, yeah. The the warriors the like the health what's it called hellfire enchantment? Yeah, it's kind of their big killy thing, and that's not good in this matchup. <laughs> And that's why this yeah, is really like, good against that specific character. Yeah, although like you would, I mean, you still like he still only has only quote unquote has a three plus ages. So it's like a, I I once fought against a Hellfire Sword with like my Pharaoh with a three plus ages and. You're like, talking about like the Portent of Doom or whatever it's called. Is no, called? the no, sword maybe. you guys are talking about. Maybe it's called that nowadays. But yeah, the, the flaming sword, and it's uh, like if he gets to strike somebody with a three plus ages, he still kind of has a good chance of just ripping through them in like one to two turns. But the problem with this character is that you probably don't get to strike. Yeah, exactly. You mean because you're dead already? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best defense. He's right? also really, he's also pretty fast as well. 
I'm not sure if he's faster or as fast as a warrior guy, but yeah. Isn't it, I mean, the vampire has a higher agility, doesn't he? I think it's eight, so I think it's the same. Okay, well, yeah, then it's well, no, maybe charge, it's maybe it's seven actually. I think it's one less. Huh. But anyway, shall we move on? Yeah. So sure. then it's the question of: Do you want to talk about a vermiswarm list or no, not? No, I do not want to talk about any vermiswarm list. They're all the same. Yeah, it's it's basically all the same, and they all look super filthy because you don't have to paint uh, forty-five play disciples to play on UB. Yeah. So uh, then we're actually up. It's me. <laughs> so do you want to go through these lists, Alex, and then you can maybe uh, take some legwork. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, let's take a. Let's definitely skip the one that doesn't have a multi list. Yeah. So let's cheap. let's start with Mr. Tanker Jones at the top. Yeah. Okay. So. His regular army is a Chosen Lord on a Chimera with shield, Hellforged armor, Death Cheater, paired weapons, Lance, Great Weapon, Halberd, Obsidian Rock, and Greed. Okay, yeah. So he can do all, he can press all the buttons if he wants. Um, then there's another Chosen Lord on a Chimera that's slightly cheaper. With Hellforged Armor, Gladiator Spirit. I'm guessing that's why he's cheaper. Yeah. Uh, Talisman of Shielding instead of Obsidian Rock. Dragonfire Gem and Greed. Um, then he's got 10 Warriors Lust Champion. 10 Warriors Lust Champion. 15 Barbs. Two eight, two eight packs of Warhounds. I guess that's his core right there. Yeah. Then uh, a Chosen Chariot. Paired weapons, great weapon, halberd, greed, two of those, and two Feldrak elders. Uh, okay, well, I mean, what, what do you think to, about the base list? Um, I think it's pretty cool that he's got basically, because when I think of um, putting some of these really juicy things in, I think, oh man, like. At least the way that I, I've been building lists, like there's going to be like only eight units on the table, and that's going to be trouble. But he's got like eleven with yeah. that, which is pretty good. I think that's a pretty good to me. Like that's been my biggest problem is when I look at when I look at you know what to make. I'm like, oh, but it'll be so great if I have like twenty eight of those, you know, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't have money to buy anybody else. So uh, it's tough. But like, you know, two two Feldrak air elders with paired weapons, like as long as they're on other opposite sides of the map, then they're great. It's basically nothing's going to bother them. The Chosen Chariots are super cool. I think Greed is something that I haven't really gotten into. Um, but it's interesting. I think people yeah, I think are, are chaffing chariots a lot because they're afraid of the impact hit, so greed kind of makes sense. Well, are you thinking about uh, gluttony, Henry? Uh, which What's greed? Is that Greed lets you use any of the weapons. Ah, Her, yeah. okay, yeah. Sorry, my mistake. That's why it says so I think, weapons, <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. to, to me, greed just makes, like, makes the unit a little bit more adaptable, and it's the same for the characters, right, where 
instead of paying like a lot of points for a, a magic weapon on the characters, you just say, well, you know, I'm going to pick whatever suits this combat the best. Yeah. So it is like a cheap way to get your units to kind of uh, fit whatever you put them into. Yeah. So I think his, his choices for the detachments are quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, one they're both his, his, it's a general or a general. Yeah. And, and they're both magic pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, the Exalted Herald, you know how much I love them. <laughs> um, I love them. Uh, they're my freaking heroes. I've been working on painting mine, uh, um, and I'm so excited to get it done eventually. Um, I never painted anything so big, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's intimidating because he's got so many things on him. But uh, yeah, they're they're rad. I mean, the Exalted Herald to me is just such a. It's amazing because you have so many things you can change in game at game time. So like, there's a lot of adaptability there. There's a lot of choices you get to make before the game starts. After you already know what the person's list is. So like, that's pretty rad, right? Um, and then his sorcerer general is a veil walker with on a wasteland behemoth, <laughs> uh, wizard master, occultism, light armor, paired weapons, lucky charm. Um, so that's pretty cool. Veil walker gives him what is it? Extra veil tokens. I think or? It's, it's the option to uh, to you. Use your veil tokens to boost your spells, so you can reroll yeah, the right. wound, or you can give extra range, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, That's right, right. Feel good with uh, occultism because it lets you do a uh, long graves calls. Yeah, because graves calls is quite short want... range. Yeah, but so he's got because he's because that's a wizard master. He's going to channel two. No, channel one. Channel one. So I mean, okay, so he's only getting plus one, but I guess, I guess you're gonna have them either way to spend. So that's cool. Yeah, I think it's neat. I think um, as far as like the core units, two packs of ten warriors with lust. And you you've been experimenting yeah. that with them a little bit, right? Yeah. So lust is great for the flea. Obviously, I think it's really neat. Um, you can really pull, you can like draw people in with it, which I think is great. Because like a 10 block of warriors probably looks d delicious to most people. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, oh, look at there's just 10 of those idiots just right out in front. Oh, that's great. You know, like, let's just go eat that. And then you're like, ah, I'm going to run away. Um, the 15 barbarians, I think, are just total chaff. I think like, it's a, it's just a scoring unit. I think it's like what are you gonna you, do? I think he's gonna use those for sacrificial stuff in occultism. Oh yeah, true. Oh yeah, yeah, like those and maybe the warhounds, but he'll probably lose the warhounds really early because of how they work. Yeah, I mean, oh well, yeah, I mean the eight warhounds. I think it's funny because it's just like that just allows him to be core, right? But, yeah. But like, I haven't, I have never been able to actually roll a die with warhounds <laughs> like even if there's eight of them i still feel like they'd probably get obliterated in the first before they get to do anything yeah i mean it's, it's literally only to take them as core like it, just because they can't reform in any way i mean you kind of just need yeah. to throw them in front of your opponent on turn one 
or like yeah. either that or charge his, his chaff on turn one. Yeah, I, think, I, mean, I think this list, you also have to push. think like this list has a lot of a lot of like scary stuff. Like you've got yeah. two Feldrak Elders with paired weapons, two Chosen Chariots, which are no fucking joke. You've got two yeah. Chosen Lords on Chimera, and then you're adding to that an Exalted Herald or a Sorcerer on a Behemoth. I think those Warhounds are going to be able just to run in front of the enemy turn one, and then the whole army is just coming up behind. I think it's a pretty solid yeah. list, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I think this, I, this I, is probably I'm the sure best list that we've you. seen so far. Or the best two like pair of lists. You think so? Like, what? What is the like? I don't. I still. I don't quite understand. Like, when you would pick uh, either of the two detachments? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the like the thing with the herald is, I feel like you pick that if if you think that the sorcerer, if the wasteland behemoth is just going to get smoked. Yeah, I guess so. Because like the herald, like I said, is super diverse like it's quite adaptable but the behemoth is is gargantuan so you can shoot that shit down before he gets to do anything and he's got your general and magic caster on it yeah i guess the the herald is a lot more like he can hop around a little bit more and avoid stuff yeah i mean he's smaller he's more agile he's uh, and if you put wings on him, he can fly over units and stuff. Yeah, I remember when I when I was playing in the singles at ETC, I had a game against Beast Herge or something, where like uh, the Herald never saw combat, but from like turn three or something, he was always behind his units, just hopping around, throwing missiles and stuff, which is quite good. Yeah, that's cool. So, do you, uh, have you been inspired in any way by this list, Alex? Um, I mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna be painting two chosen lords on chimeras anytime soon. <laughs> you know, uh, but I already have a chosen chariot. I have one, so I can definitely, I could definitely use use that. I think something more. else in this list which is really good is that he has two of everything. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of times people will have answers for one Chosen Chariot or one Feldrak Elder, but when there's two of everything, it also makes it much more difficult to deal with. Mm. Yeah, and it's also a joy to, like, deploy and stuff. Like, I really like, like, where everything is can be symmetrical and so on. <laughs> OCD there. Yeah. It's like, don't care what's going on on the other side of the map. Just Let's just have it be a balanced deployment. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like that's take a, all. Take a picture, Instagram <laughs> it. We'll put it. We'll put it on the ha the Hammer Time uh, Twitter page. Just look yeah. how sexy this is. Yeah, definitely. Like that's how I used to build my UD list. So I'm like, okay, in the center, I want this block, and then I need two like units for the flanks because they have to be on either side of it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, if it works for you, then it works. <laughs> uh, should we look at another? Yeah, yeah. another one. So, okay, this there's Luke and there's Matt and there's Tom. Let's go and, for Luke next. Okay. So Luke's base starts with an exalted herald general and a sorcerer wizard adept evocation with plate armor paired weapons, book of arcane mastery and the crystal ball. 
What is the arcane master? Uh, plus two again? on the first spell. Uh, the first spell every, every turn. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's and, cr and crystal ball is the one that fucks with an, somebody else's spells. Is that right? Yeah, you get you choose one wizard on the enemy on the enemy's um, army, and that gets minus one to cast. Yeah, that's just so mean. <laughs> it's like, ah, fuck you. But, it, but it's, it's only good if they have one wizard, right? If they have two wizards or something, then it's not as good. Yeah, but I yeah, think but it depends on if there's a certain spell you want to get rid of. Yeah, it's it's actually not minus one to cast, it's plus one to dispel. Ah, okay, uh, plus one to dispel against that wizard. Yeah, so, so it doesn't, like, it only really makes it easier for you to dispel their spells. Okay. So you can also make their most powerful caster, for example. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, then he's got a Barbarian Chief on a Shadow Chaser with Heavy Armor Ghostly Guard. Ooh, he's a he's really protected. Throwing weapons, paired weapons, hand weapons, symbol of slaughter, and dragon staff. What? You can put... Oh, okay, it's a pair... The symbol of slaughter is a paired weapons. Uh, it's for yeah, a paired weapon. Hand weapon must be a typo, I think. Yeah, okay. Symbol of slaughters for the paired weapons. So that's yeah. cool. Um, so he's pretty smashy. It's like a cheap, cheap chaff character with a, a breath weapon, which can be useful in some situations. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah. But he's still like symbol of slaughter is pretty good, isn't it? it yeah, I, uh, I quite like it. It's a really, really interesting build for the price. I think what you get is really good. I think it's a two-up yeah, save with cheap. Ghostly Guard, or maybe even one-up. And um, yeah, the Dragon Staff is fun. So then he's got eighteen, a block of 18 Warriors with Gluttony. Nom, nom, nom. Ether Icon, Musician Champion. Then 60 Barbs, Throwing Weapon Musician. 16 Barbs, Throwing Weapon Musician. Six Chosen with Halberd, Sloth, and Champion. Six Chosen with Paired Weapons and Gluttony. A chimera and five flares, shield, light, lance, throwing weapons. Don't really get this, but no, no, no lash. So, like, are the units of the small units of chosen that aren't wrath? Are they good? Mm, yeah, like, but but I don't know what why you would want to choose sloth. Yeah, I mean, like, is I mean, I would only use sloth if I had like a unit of ten. Yeah, I agree. Uh, gluttony with paired weapons. So he's just expecting to go up in strength, but I don't think you're gonna chaff a unit of five. Chosen. No, they're not that good. That they're not so good that they're actually gonna win combats. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty, it seems pretty wasted. Six chosen with halberds is gonna be three by two, right? Yeah. 18 attacks, and then the sloth gives you... Plus one res if you don't move defense. over 10. Yeah. So, more survivability with 18 attacks. Yeah, but it's still, like, it's it's 12 wounds, I guess. It's not like a lot of wounds, I wouldn't say. It's true. And the five chosen with paired weapons and gluttony. I think that's... Like he basically wants to chase those in with somebody else to make sure he wins a combat, right? 
I mean, he's got the 18 warriors with gluttony as well. And then, like the two, the two units of 16 barbarians. I like it. I don't quite see what like the utility. I guess it, it makes it makes sense with one of the detachments, but not the others. Oh, okay. So let's let's look, so, let's look at the detachments. Yeah, but just before we stop, start there. The five flares with shield, light lance, and throwing weapons. So they they, they these guys don't have lash. Is that right? No. Yeah, they have throwing weapons instead. I just think that that's. I I agree. Better. I think the lash is is really good. Yeah. But okay, but anyway. Expensive, I guess. So six Feldrax with halberd. Uh, one wretched one. This <laughs> is wretched one. I <laughs> shouldn't say wretched <laughs> ones. Yeah. And and a chimera, a second chimera. Hmm. Um. And the other one is six Forsworn with Damnation and Spike Shield, one Wretched One, and a Helmaw with one Ominous Gateway. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm not really so sure about this list. Um, I think the Forsworn kind of need a, a Doomlord to make them work. Yeah. He's got the Damnation on them, so that means they'll turn into Wretched Ones. Like if I'm honest, I, lose. this definitely seems more like somebody who's like I don't know if he is, but it looks like somebody who's quite new to to list building. I would agree, <laughs> without being too like, harsh. Yeah, I, it looks a little bit. So it looks a little bit like uh, you know this is the stuff that I have kind of a list. Yeah, but like it's, the, it's on UB, I assume. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why it's uh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really, I really like like the the one wretched one because you, I mean, you never see it anymore. But that was the you know like way back in the Warhammer Fantasy days. That's how they used to be played. You just had these like annoying little guys who are unbreakable, but they're just one of them. So you think that they, you know, like they they're not going to do anything, but then they just stand in front of your thing for like way too long. Yeah, yeah, and I I definitely prefer like a block of four two by two. Yeah. I think that that's really tasty. Yeah, I'm not so sure on the single wretched one either. Yeah, like that's I don't also, think it's good. It just brings back good memories. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that's like part of my problem is that like I want to have. I mean, if I if I could find the points, I'd have six two packs of six of them. You know. Yeah. You just need all the Feldrex so... as well. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just need. I need 12 Wretched Ones, I need 6 Feldrax, I need, you know. Two Feldrax Elders, like a Dragon, a Behemoth, you know. Everything. Yeah, just like, just like a couple of, just, why can't I just have like a couple of units, you know? What's the problem? Um, so, anyway, so which one did you think the... Which one of these makeups do you think works together, Henry? Because you said um, one of them it works with. Well, I think that the the Helmor is really good with the infantry. So that in that respect, the 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 chosen work because a bit better because they can like bounce around the board, especially the the barbs with the throwing weapons. And barbarians um, don't get the protection from the toxic attacks though. Yeah, yeah they're gonna take a lot of hits when they go through. Doesn't really matter. It's only barbarians. Um, yeah, I guess. 
so in that respect I can understand the choices a bit more but the Forsworn don't really work with the Helmor so well at least without the Doomlord because you used to be able to kind of pop them up and then whatever charge you you're going to be stubborn and killing everything but they don't have that yeah I mean to and be honest, the, the wretched the ones and, and if the Forsworn do turn into wretched ones it's very difficult I don't even know if you can move the wretched ones through the gateway I don't think you can so, uh, so in that respect, no, it doesn't really no, I... combo very well. So yeah, I'm not really, I'm not really yeah, sure anyway, about this. Uh, maybe we yeah, should. Yeah, but I, maybe it's just somebody is new to war. I guess we have to wait and see if Luke uh, smashes hard. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe he will prove. Okay. So Matt Paris. Shall we take a look at another? The big game hunter himself. Yeah, Matt Paris. Here we go. <laughs> so let's see. His core or his base army is a sorcerer general with a veil with Veilwalker on a black steed, wizard master evocation, plate armor with alchemist alloy, rod of battle, and lord of the damned. Nice. This is right up your Love street, Alex. Lord of the damned, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then he's got a 20 warrior block with paired weapons. Great. Okay, greed. Greed guys again. Uh, so any weapon. Standard bear. Zealot's banner. So that's the second rank. Gets full attacks. Yeah. Or uh, additional attack. Yeah. Additional attack, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then musician champion. And then uh 10 Barbarian Horseman with Great Weapon, Shield Musician. Two stacks of six Feldrax with Halberds, Standard Banner of Discipline, and Musician. Hello, Daddy. Although I like the paired weapons more myself, but that's just me. Absolute filth. Two, Absolute filth, this. Two, two bomber squads of six wretched ones just to ruin everyone's day from Lord of the Damned. I love it. Five flares with shield and bow. Five flares with shield. Still, nobody wants to have the lash. I think it's uh, more like if you're going to really use them as chaff, then it might just be too much points to add on the lash. Yeah, okay. I, I don't um, know exactly how much it costs, but I think like if, if your idea is really I'm going to put these in front of somebody's unit quite early, then you're probably not going to get value out of the lash. Yeah, but you get the like you can park them up one inch in front of somebody and still do the lash. Yeah, but, but then you uh, only use I mean, it once. Yeah, yeah what you true. give like what are you giving up? I guess is the question. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So the diversity there. Sorry, I actually I I I I went too far. The two packs of six wretched ones are his um, reserves or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah. For the first group. And then instead of that, he's got eight warrior knights with great weapon, wrath, standard bear, musician champion, and seven warrior knights, great weapon, wrath, standard bear, musician champion. So he's got a dude with Lord of the Damned that doesn't use Lord of the Damned in one of his armies. Yeah. Like, it's, it's I, I only think, uh, 35 points, though. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. But I, to me, I think the, the first list is really good. Like, when I look at that, I'm, it looks really scary and I, I get that some like in some matchups the wretched ones are probably pretty bad if you face like pyro or something 
but I don't quite know if the two warrior knight units is the right replacement. What do you guys think? I think it's I think it works um, because, as you said, the wretched ones are pretty good against pyro or bad against pyro, and then the warrior knights are really good against pyro because of the armor save. So if you yeah. if you're playing against someone who has alchemy, then you you're going to take the wretched ones because the meat of your list is is not really affected by that. But then if you're playing someone who has um, pyro, then you take the warrior knights for the exact same reason. Okay. At least that's my opinion on this one. Yeah, but I think I think the the base list is is really good. Yeah, I mean. 12 Feldrax, you can't really go wrong, can you? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, gross. It's gross. I like it. Yeah, I Matt wonder just, if he... Matt just ran this similar list in like last uh, in the tournament last week, and he he won the tournament in the weekend. And he it was a 3,000-point tournament, and he had, I think, 12 Feldrax again. <laughs> yeah. It was wow. absolutely disgusting, and he feels bad about it. But yeah, okay, that's good to know. <laughs> I guess, I guess my the problem is, is just where do you get Feldrax from these days? That's really the only problem. <laughs> you just never play in reality because of Corona, so you just play UB. That's the yeah. Way. I just like you know we've been we've been look we we ordered those Feldrax a, a while back, and then Corona hit, so it's been hard to get get them. To come, but like, I just feel like I should have ordered like, I should have ordered four sets of three instead of one. <laughs> well, I think I don't like I don't I'm not on the inside of the project, but uh, there is a balancing update coming out. I guess I don't know if soon is the right word, but it is being worked on from what I understand. Yeah. So they might see some changes. Yeah, they might they might get yeah. a little bit of a nerf bat soon, Alex. So so no no rush yeah. no rush on those. But what's the point? I mean, they're not. I don't see them going and like tampering, like batting down, you know, high elves or anything like that. Boring town blade masters aren't <laughs> getting aren't getting nerfed, you know? Because they're not broken. Sure, they are. They ruin every game. Ruiners. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you can shoot them, they are ruiners. Yeah, that's why we should play dwarves, right? Yeah. That's why. That's why I have to. I have to print an army of dwarves just to come and hang out at your house, Henry, and every <laughs> Sunday. I just bring my beast heads. It'll be fun. Perpetuity. Yeah, it's, it, that's the one annoying thing about you is you have so many fucking armies to pick from. You can just be like, oh, I think I'll play these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, dude, you, you want to play high elves this week? Nah, gonna play vampires instead. I need you. I need to see you draft. A, your army list before I tell you what I'm bringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, um, so now we've got Tom Clues. Yeah, I think this is yeah. the last one. Yeah. So go for so, it. Yeah, right. Sorcerer General, Wizard Master, Evocation, Plate Armor, Alchemist, Alloy, Magic Heirloom, Rangers Boots. Then two stacks of ten warriors with lust. Oh, more runny, runny. Banner of the relentless company, so they can run up first, pretty far, and then run back, or they can retreat and then run back into the game. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like way away onto objective. Yeah. Uh, nine fallen. Haven't seen a lot of fallen in endless. That's nice. Yeah. Nice to I see. think uh, this is the wizard bunker fallen. Ten chosen. Uh, Halberd sloth musician. There's you go. There's another sloth. Yeah. So this is how I would probably play them. With so like, this is a ten banger. Yeah, it's like, like just, thirty attacks. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, ten warrior knights, great weapon, wrath, standard bearer with wasteland torch, musician champion. Okay. Chosen chariot with lust. So another fleeing unit. Uh, battle shrine. Five players. Two Feldrek Elder with Halbert. Oh, so uh, my bad. The Warrior Knights uh, and the Chosen Chariot are his flex, his flex group. But Battle Shrine straight up. Yeah. Five players straight up. Two Feldrek Elders with Halbert straight up. Main army. Um, so Flexitarian, ten Warrior Knights just in a in a stack to just great weapon you in the face and I guess Wrath is really not a big deal with Warrior Knights since like they have so much armor yeah I mean the Wrath the Wrath with the great weapon is the combo because yeah. you strike at agility because you get lightning reflexes and you get plus one agility so these guys are fucking yeah. mean machines that running in striking really fast even if they get charged um, yeah. so they're going to strike this is, the, this is the kind of unit Alex that you need um, to kill uh, elves. Yeah. Yeah, because they strike at the same time as the elves, but it's, it's kind of mutual destruction. Yeah, and the and they it's have all the so... armor as well. So they're probably not even you know, going gotta... to get destroyed. Like this, this will kill you of swordmasters, no problem. I gotta say, like hobby wise, it is so exhausting to think like, because I've got ten, ten warrior knights, but they've all got like like lances or spears or maybe I don't think you maybe you could call them great weapons uh but with and shields and stuff right and it's like okay now I need to paint 10 more with great weapons I think I think those ones you have the GW ones right yeah I mean they can they can pass for great weapon guys they also have yeah, shields think, yeah they also have shields yeah. yeah and the great weapon guys also have shields so yeah okay. I think it's fine like uh, there's um, the the new the like the really modern uh, games workshop uh, warrior knights have like really like long lances, but the old ones kind of I mean they kind of look like some kind of cal cavalry halberds almost I think. Yeah, it could be. Uh, yeah, I maybe I maybe position them in a bad way to stack them ten, so they might be riding ass to ass, but you know whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Didn't think that through when I was gluing them together. Um, okay. So then his other, his B stack is instead of the 10 warrior knights with the great weapons and the chosen chair with lust, it's two squads of Feldrax, four Feldrax with halberds, one with a standard bearer and musician, the other one just with a musician. So more Feldrax, um, which is cool. You know, I like Feldrax. I guess the downside of having two Feldrax elders and then two stacks of Feldrax is that like Feldrax think of everything else as insignificant. So if you're like in range of each other, 
on <laughs> yeah. the field and you start losing Feldrax, you get some running Feldrax. Yeah. I, I really like Matt Paris' uh, solution of Banner of Discipline on the Feldrax units. Yeah, because that gives them reroll panic tests, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that's that's maybe why, how he gets around that, Alex. Mm. Yeah, smart. But I, I guess it only like it only really makes sense if you have a big unit. Like I'm not sure you would uh, if you have a unit of four. Like I'm not sure if it's worth it. Probably wouldn't bother, would you? Yeah, but if uh, like a unit of six, then yeah, definitely. And, yeah, and well they have don't have a BSP either. So if you're losing those combats, then uh, you also get a reroll because the rest of the army is is rerolling discipline tests because it's yeah. warriors, but the Feldrax don't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's really their weakness. I mean it's pretty pretty fun. Lots of small like lots of small stuff or monster or like big monsters battle shrine by itself i haven't considered running but at 285 it's not doesn't cost that much to basically have two wretched ones and a spell yeah i'm i'm not exactly sure i guess like what spell do you take on the battle shrine in this list you have to i oh i mean from the ones you can pick yeah, I guess maybe it picks um, what's it called, the grave calls or something. Because you have evocation on the guy already, and you have magical heirlooms. So you're, you're gonna have hereditary, and you already have like if you want it, you have whispers of the veil. So the only thing that's really left with battle shrine is to go for the big. Can't, can't you take comment on the battle shrine? No, it's only if no, you no. have a master. Oh, on top. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm also not entirely sure, uh, about, like uh, about the spell selection of shrine. Because I mean, usually when you see single battle shrines without characters, it's in a list where you don't take almost any magic characters at all. So you could take like two battle shrines and then some icons of the infinite, and you don't have to take a wizard. Oh yeah, that's interesting, man. That's interesting. That was uh, it was a while ago now, but like a year or a year and a half ago, that was quite popular. I would not want to paint two battle shrines. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still depressed because my, my uh, putty didn't dry on the first one, and I have to redo my rocks. So I'm like, so <laughs> what happens? I'm still just like, like sitting with my arms crossed and my lower lip stuck out, being like, I don't want to. I'm, I don't. Nah. <laughs> uh, sorry, but what happened? Um, I was using uh, milliput or whatever, uh, and I just mixed it wrong. I guess is the issue. So, like, it didn't it didn't dry. It did not all of the rocks that I made, um, like dried. So they're still tacky. Oh. Like three months later. Wow. Okay. Uh, if you, so you want to learn a little bit about how to use Milliput, you can go on HPM Hobby and uh, look at some videos about how to uh, use Milliput. HPM Hobby, eh? I heard that was run by a guy named Henry Henry P, a shifty <laughs> fella. <laughs> no, no, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, I, um, I think that's a. I think it's really neat. It's a good opportunity to to, to talk to tell people about it. So. Uh, Henry started this uh, hobby YouTube channel, right? Where you're now like video recording 
yourself doing some hobby work. Yeah. Um, which I think is really nice because um, although I do like it when you do a column in the scroll about it, I think actually like seeing you like work over something in real time um, takes a little bit more of the like mystery and confusion out of it, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like when I like when I was when when I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do any custom stuff, and you were like, just come over to my house, I'll help you do it, and then. I just like watched you like work on Duncan, for example, for a bit. And I was just like, oh, this doesn't look so bad. Duncan, by the way, is Henry's uh, battle shrine that he's making, which is like a giant woolly mammoth, <laughs> um, which used to be like an, it's like an elephant from um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings yeah. that you've like, you just like turned into a woolly mammoth with milliput. Yeah, I chopped, chopped him up and gave him some fluff. Yeah, and he looks rad. I mean, he's a he's a good looking he's a good looking elephant now. Um, Just need some paint. Yeah, but those are. I mean, it's really cool. Uh, you know, gave me like the confidence to start working on some stuff myself, um, where I otherwise never would have done it. So, you know, if you if anybody out there is trying to is trying to get into that part of the hobbying, right? A little bit more custom build stuff, Frankensteining and that sort of stuff. You know, keep your eyes peeled on that. Subscribe to that YouTube channel because yeah, or, or even, even if you it. even if you're not planning on doing some yourself, but you want something custom made, then get in touch and I can uh, give you a price. Oh, right on. So back to uh, yeah, the list building. Cool. <laughs> So that maybe right, right. we should uh, talk about the two detachments in the list. Um, we we said again about the warriors being kind of yeah the the knights with the great weapons being like this kind of hit hitting hard hitting unit that is good against alchemy. Oh, mm. uh, rather good against pyro, and then in, in it's a bit interestingly in, in this list that he's gone for two units of four feldrax instead of the wretched ones. So what what do we think about this one? I mean, Feldrax are mean either way. Um, but is there is there a choice between like Feldrax and Warrior Knights? Yeah, like that's what I thought in this case. I don't see really what it, when he's going to use one or the other. Yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Sure. I mean, I just think the Warrior Knights will probably still soak up more. I don't know. I mean, with Wrath, you get plus one to hit. Plus one. You get you get lightning reflexes, so it's not plus one to hit. No, no. I mean, I get the guys them. against you know, the guys against that are attacking against you with Wrath. Yeah, true. Like, but I, th I think the Feldrax are just better in most cases, right? Yeah, but it's four. Yeah, four of them, two squads of four. Which is um, which is what? Which is eight Six, total, Sixteen yeah. hit points. Yeah. Whereas the knights, like one unit of ten is ten hit points. And the chosen chariot. Well, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess maybe this is something that uh, is going to counter units like the swordmasters. Uh, yeah, or... I guess the chariot as well. It's kind of saying, okay, well, if I'm fighting elves or anything that strikes first, then maybe I'll take this. 
yeah, and if you if you're worried against like uh, that somebody's gonna be good against low armor targets, then the Feldrox might not be the best. I mean, they're still three up. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's true. It's true. I guess it's a, it's again like these these things do almost the same things. It's, it's very much like you look at your opponent's combat blocks and you say, well, you know, when do I match up badly against this? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. It's, it's less obvious than in other lists, maybe. Yeah. So, what, what do we think overall about this? Firstly, about the format of the tournament. I think it's uh, I think it's quite interesting as a tournament uh, format, especially. I mean, since it's on UB, I think it's a really good opportunity now during Corona and so on that to do this because you know people can actually have a sideboard without bringing like a shit ton of models to an event, for example. Yeah, yeah, I agree. How about you, Alex? What's your? Because obviously you've not played in any tournaments yet, but would this no. be something that you'd be interested in? I mean, I definitely think it's. I definitely think it's interesting. Um, you know, for me, like the meta gaming of like coming up with lists that deal with different different setups. So you know, like having a toolbox when you go to a to a um, a tournament or whatever is is definitely really cool. But I think for me, if I was in actuality, me going to a tournament, I think right now I would just want, I would, because I'm so new to the pressure, like the tournament pressure, I would just want one army just so I would, because I would, I would basically like study my army. Yeah, super so you know hard. it, right? Just so I, just so I can move faster on some of this stuff and save time. Because I think the main thing that would happen to me at a tournament is that I would be really slow and uh, and I wouldn't get I wouldn't get all my turns if you know what I mean yeah uh, and then I would end up having to pretty much lose to people because you know out of courtesy because I'm a noob just be like <laughs> well even if like even if I'm winning I'm the one going so slow that you don't get a chance to recover so I, I guess you're gonna worry win. that's not a thing in Denmark. What going slow? Well, no, no, no. That is the thing in Denmark. But the whole like losing because you're too slow. Like there's there's a lot of slow players in Denmark. Okay. But also well, the months are like five eternities long. So <laughs> yeah, depends which tournament you go to. So was there any standout list for you guys? Uh, yeah, I would say. I mean, I I think uh, Colin's list is uh, is really good. And then, uh, like my personal favorite is the the UD list with the uh, with the stalkers and stuff. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's like gonna how well it's gonna work, but I really like the the concept. Seems really cool, and it's uh, if we can pull it off, I think it can be really good. Cool. Um, for me, I really like uh, Tanker's list. As I said before, I think the like the five like threats that are just running at you is pretty frightening. And he's the kind of person that can pull it off. So I, yeah. think, I think that's maybe something to watch out for if you're at this tournament. How about you, Alex? Two, anything interesting? Two six-packs of Feldrax with two six-packs of Wretched Ones and a Lord <laughs> of the Damned sounds dirty, 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 dirty. <laughs> Matty dirty, P's dirty. extravaganza list. Yeah, definitely. And it's... Dirt. Dirty, 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 dirty. 
So Matt, I know that you listen to the podcast, so even Alex, who's like a complete noob, can see that you're bringing absolute filth. No, I love it. I can't wait. But I don't even, I I feel like, yeah, okay, so the one situation where you don't pick the wretched ones is if they have pyro, right? Yeah, basically. But it's also pretty good against elves, the wretched ones. Which is like infernal dwarves, which are, there are a lot of in the tournament, I guess. There's yeah. so many ID guys. He's probably going to play at least one of them. Yeah, but that's why he has the uh, the other version, I guess. Because the other version is really resilient against the ID. Uh, because he has the Feldrox, or, you know, they don't care about flaming. And then the Warrior Knights are also really good against flaming. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Cool. So uh, let's wrap up. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Um, as we mentioned previously, I have a new hobby channel that I'm working on. It's called HPM Hobby. You can find it on YouTube, and I post videos up there reasonably regularly. Try and get one up a week about different kind of aspects of the hobby that I'm working on, or if I have some interesting thoughts. For example, the one with Milliput. Um, so please like and subscribe that channel, so you get updates and I get followers and recognized and also if you can it would be fantastic if you could share it otherwise you can get in touch with me at amatimedk at gmail.com for anything amatime related and I think you can also get in touch with the other guys in the forum yeah yep yeah Did you just check out the painting blog yeah, yeah you can uh, write to us on the Amazon P log, which is on the user blog section as well. Yeah, you can find us on uh, Twitter at uh, Amartime DK also. And I think uh, when you search for Henry's YouTube channel, channel, make sure it's all one word, uh, so it comes up. Yeah, there's also if you if you're going on YouTube to look for it, it, it needs to be all all one word because the another one is like a, some kind of model car thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, perfect. So thanks for listening once again, and we will join you on the next show. Cool. Right on. Job done. Great. Good job, homies.